Mandalorian save Star Wars? Did Dark Fate finally kill the Terminator? Did Disney Plus devour Netflix? We discuss all these on this week's episode along with news about Comic-Con registration, done, and the brand new Funko store now open in Hollywood. McClunky. <laughs> Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's The Con Guy Comic-Con Prep Show. Welcome to the Con Guy Comic-Con Prep Show, home for news and insider opinions from the world of Comic-Con, fandom, pop culture, and now the Funko Store in Hollywood. We got all kinds of photos from it this week. My name is Jim. Thank you for joining us this week. Who do we have around the table? Uh, it's your con girl, Katie Christine. Hi, I'm Tom Parm from Azusa Pacific University. What's up? I'm Ben Cleaver. Good to see you. She's one on the couch. Terminator. Terminator. Not just from Susan Pacific University, you are the executive director of screenwriting for the cinematic arts department. He's a film guy from Susan Pacific University. Ben, congratulations is in order for you this week. Why? You oh, were- uh, the the trailer. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna I'm in the movie Seaberg that's coming out at the beginning of December. I'm, it's very uh, very small role. Uh, I don't agree with the, there are no small roles, just small actors. No, there are small roles. But you can be <laughs> I would a good, never call you a small actor. You, you can be a good actor in a small role in a movie, and that's fine. And uh, uh, and then you, you, you progress from there. But yeah, I'm actually in the trailer twice. There's a scene when uh, she's in front of a bunch of reporters, and I've got this big bushy mustache that hair and makeup glued to my face. And it was, actually, it wasn't that bad. It was it was kind of fun. Did you talk um, like Ron Burgundy? Uh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> You know, because I was just like yelling questions at her the whole time. But uh, when we shot that scene, though, I uh, we shot it a few different times from a few different angles, and I made Anthony Mackie laugh just because I kept yelling these random questions. So <laughs> nice. it was good. But at just one point, I was like, "How long has this been going on?" And he just lost it and just started cracking up. He's like, "You sound like somebody's dad." <laughs> so who's in the movie that we would recognize? Was Anthony, Anthony Mackie, uh, Kristen uh, Stewart, uh, uh, Vince Vaughn is in it. Yes. Um, yeah, why um Steven Root, who I actually oh, got wow. to like I got to sit down and Love like chat guy. with him for like thirty minutes and he's just sweet as pie. Very and yeah, and I was talking to him and this was a year ago that we shot this, and uh some one of the other guys came over and started talking about Barry with him and he was like, Well, have have you he turns to me, he's like, Have you seen Barry? And I said, Well, I've watched about half of the first season. He's like, Oh, 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 then we won't spoil it for you. We won't talk about anything else. But he was like genuinely concerned. He was like about spoiling it for me, so it was just a very kind gesture because he could have been like, "Well, whatever, you haven't watched it," blah blah blah, you know. But very sweet man. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody else. I said Vince Vaughn, right? Yes, because he he came in and sat down next to me at the end of my day, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "Hey, fellas, how you doing?" And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "I don't get starstruck usually." But did he talk like he normally does in movies where he's just really fast? Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. it was just like, really fast hey, fellas, hey, fellas, how you doing? And we were like, ah, <laughs> we've been here for 12 hours. Did he tell like, you your money? No. <laughs> he, he asked if we wanted to go to Vegas. I actually have the uh, Vegas moment right up here on the screen. Oh, there it is. Hey! There I am. Just on the left side of your screen there. Uh That's uh, the gentleman in the glasses there is a a fine actor named Brian Michael Jones, who's a a very lovely individual as well. Um, I take it you didn't grow that mustache. No, no, no. That was hair and makeup. That was all hair and makeup. And for those of you who may not recognize the voice, it is the voice of Ryan Nielsen in the booth. Hello, Ryan. Hello, hello. How are we all doing today? What do you think of his mustache? So... I just want to let everybody know, tonight we are going to be talking about The Mandalorian, and we we are also going to be talking about 
Terminator Dark Fate, two movies that have two different, <laughs> I mean, two different uh, properties that are, we think are having two different effects on their respective <laughs> franchises. Trajectories. We, we are also going to be talking, uh, we're going to be uh, going a little bit inside the brand new Funko store open in Hollywood, and then we have a little bit to talk about with the Comic-Con registration this past week. Ryan is dancing in the booth right now, it's so great. <laughs> but real quick, for those who may not know or you have been watching our show for a while, Tom is Tom Parham is a regular guest in the show, or he has been in the past. We haven't seen him in, in quite some time. How, when's the last time you were on the show? Uh, I think it was springish. Springish. Give us your one-minute wrap-up of where you have been and what you've been doing this past year. Oh, geez. I had a book come out in July. What's the name of the book? It's called Hailing Frequencies Open, Communication on Star Trek The Next Generation. It's a Star Trek communications book. It's a, an academic book about Star Trek. That's fantastic. So buy the digital version, which is only like... Nine ninety nine on Amazon versus the print version, which is like forty bucks. Which is <laughs> I was gonna say, Scholastic textbooks are like nine thousand dollars, yeah. if I remember. Except for the digital versions. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, New York Comic Con, Dragon Con, hosted a bunch of panels for them. Of course, Comic Con San Diego. Uh, WonderCon, Gosh, all the Alpha cons. Omega Con, blah blah blah. Oh, you went to Alpha Omega Con? Oh yeah. I've not been to that one. I'd like to go to that one sometime. But we are first going to get into the geekiest three minutes of the week. How now, Brown? I think we've got an interesting little, um, and Ryan's going to be putting up the clock for us, and this is, uh, for those, again, who are new to the show, every time we get on, we try to cover the news, but we try to cover it in a quick way so that we don't dawdle. We have a, yeah, we have hopefully a t- you didn't write too much that he's got to like be the... Be the rallies guy yeah. or whatever. And Ryan, we got a, a, we got a graphic that we can put Micro up. Machines. We got a graphic as well. Okay. Um, I'm going to put it up midway through, if that's oh, all right. Excellent. That okay. is awesome. So, Sounds Ben, good. our resident yeah. fast talker. Now, I, I have not. I got these in my email, and I opened it up, and I was like, no, I'm not going to read this. I want it fresh for the challenge of reading this. So <laughs> I've got quite a bit of, of text here to read in three minutes or less. And he so. may not make it. If he doesn't, that's fine. Chuck. We love chug, him anyways. Chuck. 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 So we'll see if I can I'll count you down if that's all right. That's great. Please do. All right, Mr. Ben. Starting the news in three, two, one. Disney announced that its brand new streaming service, Disney Plus, has signed up over 10 million users only one day after launching early on November 12th. Uh, Analysts had projected that Disney Plus would achieve upwards of 8 million subscribers by the end of 2019, helped by Verizon's free one-year giveaway to unlimited unlimited wireless customers at launch. The streaming home... The streaming home includes nearly 500 movies and 7,500 episodes of TV shows from Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, National Geographic, and other brands. Disney Plus includes a variety of original films, documentaries, live-action series, and animated series, and short-form content, including highly anticipated Star Wars series The Mandalorian from creator Jon Favreau. Other originals available at launch are uh, the series High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, The World According to Jeff Goldblum, and Encore, and films Lady and the Tramp and Noel. In addition to Disney Plus, includes 30 seasons of The Simpsons and is exclusive streaming home for films released by the Walt Disney Studios in 2019 and beyond, including Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, Aladdin, Toy Story 4, The Lion King, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, Frozen 2, and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Available director's cut of the 2017 Justice League got a boost on Sunday, the second anniversary of the film's release. In May 2017, filmmaker Zack Snyder stepped down as the director of Justice League after the death of his daughter so he could be with his family. Director Joss Whedon boarded the Warner Brothers DC superhero team-up movie to write new scenes and to complete the project through reshoots. Justice League earned a disappointing $657.9 million globally, and fans have always wondered what could have been had the Snyder completed his version. In the intervening years, there has been groundswell of fans asking Warner Brothers to release the Snyder cut, a rumored version of the Justice League 
Justice League that seems unlikely to ever see the light of day. That is, assuming it even existed. Aquaman star Jason Momoa added fuel to the fire this month uh, by reiterating comments he's made over the years, saying that he's seen the cut. And on Sunday, Gal Gadot... Godot, who played Wonder Woman in the Justice League, <laughs> tweeted, release, hashtag release the Snyder Cut. The film cyborg actor Ray Fisher also lent his support a few hours later. Snyder himself retweeted Godot, and Batman actor Ben Affleck added his voice to the mix soon after. Despite the groundswell and speculation that a Snyder Cut could go to Warner Brothers' upcoming streaming video service HBO Max, insiders tell The Hollywood Reporter no announcement of releases of any such cut is imminent. The live-action Marvel What's series Runaways is ending with its upcoming season on Hulu. Variety has learned the show, which is based on the Marvel comic series the same name, is set to debut its third season on December 13th. That season will now serve as the final show's final finale, show's finale. According to an individual closed to the series, the creative team felt that the third season provided a natural ending point for the show, and it's worth noting that, however, that The Runaways was one of the few remaining live-action shows under the Marvel television umbrella set up by Jeff Loeb. With the end of Runaways, the only remaining live-action show under Loeb's purview are, are Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which will end with its upcoming seventh season on ABC, and Hellstrom, another Hulu series that recently set its main cast. All the rest of the Loeb-produced Marvel shows, including the six Marvel Netflix series and Freeform's Cloak and Dagger, have been canceled. If you haven't heard the news, the Disney Plus version of Star Wars New Hope features yet another editor of the showdown between Han Solo and Greedo. This time, not only does Han shoot first, not shoot first, but the green-skinned bounty hunter across the table exclaimed, McClunky, right before he dies. <laughs> According to the Vanity Fair, McClunky is not a wonky edit made specifically for Disney+, Plus, but change Lucas made to the scene years ago before Disney even purchased the film in 2012. The line can be heard in the 1999 Phantom Menace, spoken by the producer Podracer Sebulba to Anakin Times translated. Up. It means... This will yeah, be you the can't interview. Can't win them all. First time so ever. Close. Oh. That, that was too much text. How yeah, much text? Jim, since you wrote so much, read the last little paragraph and see if that takes you three minutes just to read that one. All right. But, but okay, the last paragraph. Late Ten last seconds. week, Joker became the first R-rated film to make over a billion dollars worldwide. Its success is far beyond Warner Brothers' highest hopes, and even though the film was originally just supposed to be a standalone thing, it now looks like director Todd Phillips, surprise, surprise, is entering the idea of directing Joker 2, but only under certain conditions. Speaking to the LA Times, Phillips says he doesn't want to do it just because it's there. But if there's a good idea at the center of the film that has thematic resonance, then they could proceed. Ben, fantastic job. <laughs> Just real quick, though. Um, look at this. I, I know. Way how are you expecting someone to you know, do that you, three You know, you read stuff out loud to see how long it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's gonna... to figure out how long it'll yeah. take. Like, oh, that five and a half minutes? That almost killed Ben. That nearly <laughs> killed Ben. There he did. Nah, I'm fine. Okay, so. Micro Machines. Disney Plus launched, forever changing the way that we will... Consume entertainment. Who, Tom? You've been a very avid consumer of it this week. I bought my three-year subscription. What do oh you yeah, think? we did. What do you too. think so far? I like it. Yeah, I've watched four different shows on it so far. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we watched a ton of it. We watched, um, we watched Lady and the Tramp, uh, the live-action one. Did mm-hmm. you cry? It was super cute. I didn't cry, but it was super cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, there it's. There were. Okay. They they did a great job. It's got something like a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes or what? something. So yeah. I, I don't know what the deal is. Uh, I thought it was cute. I don't know what people were expecting. Everybody's going to see it. It doesn't matter. So it's got um, puppies in it. So Ben mentioned also that the live-action Marvel series Runaways is ending its th- with its third year on Hulu. It's done. It's one of the last uh, things that Jeff Loeb has. Has, everybody, mm-hmm. has yeah. Jeff Loeb, he's lost... Lost. He's left in the past couple of weeks, yes. right? Okay, so oh, did he? Yes. he is gone. Yeah, he is gone. He has announced he is leaving. Um, Star Wars: A New Hope. Ben, I, I was, I kind of stole that from Ben. McClunky. No, oh, that's the internet. I got that from the internet. That's not. I didn't even know that. How did I not hear about this? It's yeah, I didn't know it's everywhere. Like, what's this? It was the biggest things that happened besides the Mandalorian. The next big thing we started hearing about was McClunky. From, can you explain what happened, Ben? Oh, you never. Mind. You just did. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they, they re-edited the, the Han uh, Solo Greedo scene again, which again. apparently Lucas had already done. Is this allegedly. the third re-edit? Um, third or fourth? And I don't know. I've lost Well, count. I think the first one was the special, special edition, edition. And then it was like... The, the video blue, version. The, the video the, version. The Blu-ray. And then the... Yeah, the Blu-ray. And then... Uh, so it's the third. This is the fourth. This is the fourth, edit. I think. Uh, this is the fourth edit. And this is... Including actually, the original. Apparently, this is an edit... An edit that was made years ago. It's just it has never been allegedly available. Allegedly, yeah. I that would have been a good middle name for Macaulay Culkin when he's searching for Macaulay McClunky Culkin. Yeah, <laughs> last you're uh, ridiculous, Cheeseman. But the the one piece of news that I think that uh, Ryan you could comment on because Ryan has posted an article about it this week. The Snyder Cut. Ryan, what do you think about the controversy surrounding the Snyder Cut? Yes. Well, personally, I think it's not anymore a controversy. I don't think that. I think you know, people were wondering, oh, are we ever going to get the Snyder Cut? There's always been this uproar, this big fan following about, hey, release the Snyder Cut. Clearly, there was more changes done than we're led to believe when Joss Whedon took the project over from Zack Snyder following the tragic death of his daughter. Um, and what's been very fascinating is it's always been a little pipe dream for just intense, uh, maybe like really. Uh, dedicated comic book fans to get this Snyder Cut released. However, back in October, uh, Jason Momoa met up with Zack Snyder, and he said he saw the cut. Yeah. So it exists. And also, there's been a tremendous amount of uh, support from the Suicide Awareness and Mental Health Awareness Associations that are just like kind of groundswelling and really getting a lot of emotion and traction behind this project. It's becoming more of a reality than ever, and Yesterday was the tipping point, in my opinion, and I think in many other people's. They got the entire cast to tweet out, hashtag, release the Snyder Cut, with the exception of Ezra Miller. They got every single person. That is bonkers. If not, Even if it doesn't get released, they already succeeded, and that the cast yeah. also is on board. So I think, obviously, uh, HBO Max is the perfect platform to release this. I think even after the release of Joker, just crossing a billion dollars, this is a standalone film outside of that um, that current universe with the Justice League films. That's doing so well. They have nothing to lose. All the fans want it. Zach has it, and now the cast wants it. I think they got nothing to lose. Might as well put it on HBO Max, make an event, get some money out of it. Release the Snyder Cut. <laughs> Green screen and all. I was going to say, unless unless it's all been just yeah. like very tongue-in-cheek, where they're like Gal and Ben and all of them are just like, yeah, Release the Snyder Cut, right? But was it like, <laughs> did it have all the special effects, or was there going to have like green screen? Well, nobody's seen it yet. Unless wanna... Nobody has seen know. it yet. Well, Except for say? allegedly Mom, Jason Momoa. Yeah. Momoa, supposedly. Well, yeah. I, even if it doesn't exist, it will very soon. Even, you, even the stunts, the, did you see the video today? The, the people who were in charge of the stunts for the film released a montage video today of stuff that wasn't in the film, and they added in digital effects, and it looked awesome. Yeah, they can go in and, and add Seriously? in the digital yeah. effects, so... Or shots from three hundred. Right. So here's here's can, my. Can they make Steppenwolf not the villain? <laughs> right. <laughs> There's yeah. something they just can't fix. <laughs> yeah. Well, my thought process on this is I was I was so disappointed with the Justice League film the way it turned out. Um, but personally. Tom loved it. I'm just kidding. Um, but and and I'm not the biggest Snyder fan personally. But heck, yeah! Release the cut. I'll watch it. I'll check it out. I'll, I'm probably not going to get HBO Max, but I already have. <laughs> wait, I already have a subscription to HBO. Yeah, it, it's going to fold in. Yeah. Okay, so oh, I'll get eventually. Is it, is it? Because I'm planning to cancel my HBO subscription to get Max because it's cheaper. Yeah, but, but you still get HBO on HBO Max, don't you? 
Don't you get the full HBO? Well, yeah. I, I have HBO it's added to my Hulu. So yeah, so, I have HBO with, with my, my it's phone. It's the same exact price. I'll tell you this. Uh, the one thing about HBO Max right now is it's the most confusing thing yeah. ever. Uh, with, yeah. In a world where Disney Plus is so straightforward as well as um, things like you know Netflix. This is – no one knows what this is. But they yeah. have until May to really figure that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, like, cool. people who have HBO Go, there's HBO Go, HBO Now, and then now there's going to be because HBO I've, Max. Because I've heard, like, DC Universe, the streaming service for DC, is going to fold into That's been the predominant HBO rumor. Max, yeah. yeah, as well. Who knows? We'll see. There's we original HBO. See. There's HBO Go, which has yeah. less calories and carbohydrates. There's, <laughs> what's HBO Now? HBO Now, hey, that's which... The, for that's, people who don't have HBO. That has added caffeine. Yeah. Okay. And is cherry-flavored. Fantastic. Then HBO Max. It's like Pepsi Light back then. But I do have to ask one question, though. Pepsi Free. Why is there a groundswell <laughs> that wants the Snyder film? I mean, what? I mean, what is that going to be? That's different than the the Whedon film. Well, if you read my article. Well, I, I didn't know about it until no, today. No, no, no. I'm going I'd rather to not. Okay, tell us where we can find your article, though. It's Maybe. all good. It's on the uh, Popcorn Talk website. That was a shameless plug. Um, well, the one thing is. That's what we're all about, Ryan. Come it's on. all we're about. Tell but, us. Uh, well, I'll say is so Snyder reportedly, back, this is back in 2017, before he uh, left the film and everything, he reportedly had a three-hour cut that he showed. Ooh. Um, obviously, when Joss Whedon took over, he filmed uh, 15 to 20% more footage of the film, and the studio asked him to take, to shave an hour and make it come in under two hours. So there is at least an hour plus wow. of footage that we have not seen. So there is legitimately, of it's another footage. movie. Of cut yeah. footage. Edited also, footage. When you see the film, it, look, it's horrible. It's a terrible movie. It and it's because it's just a mix of tone. Yeah. And yep, there's is. a Joss Whedon humor, funny. It's almost like your parents telling you to have fun the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah so there, hey is, there is another cut. All right. And where can they find that article? What's, what's the website? Popcorntalk.com. Popcorntalk.com. I'll watch it. If they release the Snyder Cut, I'll watch it. All right. So we are going to go over the Con Guy bulletin board right now. And, Katie, I will grab this for us since you're going to take us through the Funko Pop uh, stuff that opened this week. Great. Logo. Isn't that a great logo? <laughs> Who's that in the cosplay? And it actually has That's me, actually. The, the event. That's what I thought. November 22. Also, why is a white girl dressed up as Storm? November 22 <laughs> through 24. Yikes. New York WinterCon, <laughs> New York. November 23 through 24, Dallas Comic Show is going to be in Dallas, Texas. It's the holiday, it's the holiday special in Richardson, Texas. Uh, November 29th through December 1st, you guys can check out the Northeast Comic Con in Boxborough, Massachusetts. And then November 30th through December, through, also through December, for, I cannot say December. November 30th through December 1st, the Chicago Pop Culture Con in St. Charles, Illinois. That's bizarre. And then December 6th through 8th, Steel City Con in Monroeville, Monroeville, Pennsylvania. So... Those are some of the conventions coming up before the end of the year. There are, uh, we will try to keep you guys up to press about all the conventions. There's not a ton left. I know that the, the Las Vegas Great American Con was just this last weekend. Some of our friends from Cosplay Comedy were down there performing and uh, said that it was fun but weird. So <laughs> <laughs> it's Vegas. So what do you expect? Vegas. Wouldn't that describe most cons? What's that? Wouldn't that describe most well, cons? Yeah, it really does. <laughs> we also have a little bit of news about San Diego Comic Con. Speaking of big conventions that are coming up, WonderCon comes first. WonderCon is uh, Easter weekend this year, Maybe but maybe Comic Con. Is it back to Easter? It's back to Easter oh, okay. weekend. Are you yes, which I don't uh, like. A lot of uh, <laughs> guests can't come. Evens. Heathens, they're all heathens, pagans. But we um, this past weekend was. You guys know what happened this past weekend? Registration, registration for SDCC. For SD- open registration. It was, it was open registration. So it was the final time that people could register. We've already had returning registration. Mm-hmm. 
press registration, volunteer registration, pro registration, which is kind of well, happening right yeah, now. Yeah, pro is ongoing, but yeah. Vendor registration, I don't know how that works. I think works. vendor registration already happens as well, yeah. Yeah, so like we have so many registrations, and I was talking to somebody uh, this past week. He said, oh, Comic-Con open registration is happening this Saturday. They said, oh, already? I mean, what do you mean already? This is the last one. So um, Yeah, but usually it's in the new year. Like, they've always had it much later, and it's getting earlier they, and earlier. They've been backing up. It's yeah. been backing up. Yeah. I remember a couple... Was used it? to be like April, March, February. But it was two, oh, those days are long. Oh, I think yeah. it was two years ago they jumped back quite a bit. Yep. So the next big thing that we can uh, we can look forward to is hotel registration? Is that what it is? Yeah, well, but I still doubt that's going to be till April. Like, in, they wait they, so they usually long. wait till after the, WonderCon. WonderCon when that yes. happens. Because you usually um, spend all the money at WonderCon. And then they have you spend money on hotels for Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Always. Ben? In uh, this coming January 2020, um, they're going to have uh, open registration for Comic-Con 2023. So, <laughs> <laughs> But what did we learn? Is there anything that we learned uh, from this past week's registration? That the cost went up again. Cost did go up. I believe it's $308 a ticket for four days now. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how much the individual days are. Mm-hmm. I think it comes out Sunday to like 50 because yeah. one of my students was delighted that he got tickets for Sunday. Yeah. So they sold out very quickly and again. It's harder than ever to like everybody who did it. Like at least I, I actually logged in this time. I was trying to get a ticket. Yeah. I, but I I didn't. I you did. didn't. Brad didn't. Um, Jake. Jake didn't. Jake didn't none of, nobody My got the tickets. My friend did not get them. Uh, I do have to say one nice thing though is that usually the open registration happens prior to professional registration, so you can't get tickets. Try to get tickets in open registration if you don't get them through pro- professional registration. Mm-hmm. But this year they let us know. In time that if we wanted to go into open registration, we could. When did the pro emails go out? The pro- like literally last week, um, but it was right before yeah. registration happened. Like two Fridays ago. Yeah. Okay. It, but it was in enough time that if you wanted to yes. try and open, you could, which okay. was good. A good change because most of the time it's like it's a real well, good change. I didn't get professional. Now I gotta just not go. Right. So, right. Yeah. So preview night sold out in 32 minutes. Jeez. Saturday <laughs> sold out in 38 wow. minutes. Friday was in 43 minutes. Thursday sold out in 60 minutes. And Sunday, the final day, sold out in 66 minutes. So 66 minutes total. And that was actually a little tiny bit slower than last year. So Wow. So Comic-Con is going downhill. No. Right. <laughs> no, which is interesting. Um, the unofficial blog estimates that only slightly more than 6% of people who were trying this past weekend got their badges. Oh, my gosh. But also, if you didn't get all days, make sure that you don't give up because there is so much going around the convention center there. Just, right. Offside. Do not fret. Offside. And that means, unless my calculations are off, we're looking at well over... Wait, you said 6%? A little over 6%. But on this registration, this doesn't count um, op- um, returning registration, sure. which has a higher success yeah. rate. This is the the uh, most challenging. But I wonder if it's close to half a million people that are trying to get into this thing. I think it's yeah. over than, oh, more than that. Well, last I heard it in, was yes. like a million. Yeah, Probably. I heard, last. I heard like, I think the, the blog was estimating, was it like, this past weekend, oh, I don't even remember. I thought it was like ninety thousand. We're trying to get in just this on the morning, but I think that must be wrong. That, that must be wrong. Well, yeah, because there's one hundred thirty thousand tickets. There's but that isn't the open registration. There's there's more than ninety thousand people trying to get tickets. That might be how many got it. But returning registration is a big number as well. Yes, it's a really it's, big number. It's, it's nuts. Definitely half a million at least, if not. I million. saw a lot of people online. They were clamoring for um, please let their first time people that are going to the conventions for the first time. There needs to be a way for them to get in. 
I don't know if that's true there, or not. There, I mean, everybody has a. I mean, I it's know hard. people who've been going for years and still can't get tickets. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's it's all the luck of the draw. That's unfortunately how yeah. it is. I, and that's the most fair way that they yeah. can do it. it. Unfortunately, it's just because you can't. You know, you can't show any kind of favoritism. Because yeah. For the people, people who got in, they think it was fair, and the people who did not get in, they think it was not. Yeah. But I do know that having gone, having been going for over 10 years, um, this was perhaps one of the smoothest open registrations I've ever seen. I did not get my ticket. I mean, I do have a ticket to the con. I was trying to log in and get one for a friend. But, um, sorry, Greg, you're not going. So through. how many people <laughs> get, get into Comic-Con normally? Like 130. 130. It ends up being about 130. That's including everybody. Yeah. Like, okay. pro, exhibitors, everybody. Vendors Based on 120,000, I was just guessing, that would mean there'd be 2 million people just wandering outside at the offsite oh, If they gracious. all wanted to come still. I mean, it feels like that when you're yeah, down there. it does. I mean, when you like wait more. four hours for the Brooklyn Nine-Nine offsite, you know. Oh, my gosh. Four hours? She waited I know, not four, four hours. hours. <laughs> So. And she registered ahead of time. Uh-huh. Wow. Which we can talk about that later. So um, we will be bringing you any kind of updates that we hear. Uh, they'll start releasing information about special guests very soon. But if you did not get your tickets this past weekend, the the chances you have are um, the museum will be – last year they, hold a, they held a lot of eBay auctions, which means expensive tickets. Mm. Also, there's a number of contests you can try to enter. So – we will try to post a contest on our website, theconguy.com, and we'll try to post it on social media as well. But um, there's not a ton of contests to get in. Chances are you should uh, try to get into WonderCon because it is a fantastic convention with a whole lot fewer people. So, anyways, do you guys agree? And it's becoming more fun. It is becoming more fun. Because there's less people. It's, there's, there's a whole lot fewer people. And last year they had a – man, they had a great lineup last year. The The – the programming was great. The cosplay was great. The floor was spectacular. So I was really impressed last year. All right. We have a little bit of time. We, if we can spend a, a couple of minutes going yeah. over our Funko. We have a couple of, a few pictures that we Ooh. will go Care of, like, Funko. the Nerdist and other online uh, things, from the, mostly from the VIP event. So, Katie, you actually visited. You actually went and checked it out. Tell us a little bit about this new Funko store that's opened. So, uh, it opened today mm-hmm. on Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, if you cross the street from the Pantages next to it, so mm-hmm. there's, like, a... Shake Shack there. Yep. It's right next door to that. I saw it. It is. Did not get in. <laughs> over 40,000 square feet. Wow. So it is bigger than their Washington store, which is the first one, their HQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has, there's some pictures on the screen for our viewers of the interior. So there's a lot of photo ops, Instagrammable moments uh, with lots of different sets. There are sets from all sorts of fandoms. Yeah, if you so want to just go ahead and scroll the DC, through the photos, the yeah. Hall of Justice. Uh, this one's pretty great. It's Jeff Goldblum on the Jeep from Jurassic Park. What? It's <laughs> pretty great. This is the Stranger Things set. <laughs> and I believe, yeah, these are from Nerdist. And then uh, Zoe Saldana was at the VIP event. And that's the Ooh. CEO right there of yes. Funko. Mm-hmm. With Mr. Thanos Funko. behind him. Yeah, so that's the Marvel area. And then this are, is the Wakanda set. Are all of these that we're looking at uh, big? B- that yeah, big? they're, they're the like set. five oh, feet these tall. Giant. These are giant. These are not okay. small. These are massive uh, structures. How long did you say they'll be there for? Are what? they like there in the store forever? This is this is the store. The current the store. This is the, this is the set, set yeah. of the store. That's amazing. Yeah, they're not yeah, they're not like temporary. temporary. No. Yeah. yeah. There's wow. more. There's a. I don't think we showed it, but there's Toy Story. There's um, a, a whole section dedicated to horror. Uh, there's a Star Wars section not pictured there, so it's pretty great. Um, it's it's a like part 
amusement, part attraction, and then the rest of it is, of course, Funko and all the types of collectibles that they have started to produce over the years. They're most known for, of course, the ones you've seen a show on the show with the big head and the smaller body and they're uh, four inches tall. And uh, so that's like their niche. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they have all sorts of other things like action figures, t-shirts, and now they actually have a partnership with Loungefly. So now Loungefly products are being sold there as well, which uh, is very popular here in Southern California, especially for the like Disney goers because they specialize in all sorts of fandoms. They have so many licenses. I don't even know how many at this point. 1,100. So 1,100 licenses. 1,100 licenses. So they specialize in like the miniature backpacks that you see if you're here in Southern California. That's kind of their most popular item. Mm -hmm. But those are also being sold in the store. And yeah, today was opening day. Yesterday was the... the, uh, a ticketed event, right? Today. Oh, today was a ticketed yes, event. Yes, today was opening day. Okay. And then at tomorrow, starting tomorrow, everybody... Open to the public. Open, yeah. And, and a couple of weeks ago, they had a big celebrity-filled grand opening VIP kind of event, yeah. VIP event, which is kind of cool. All right. If you get a chance to check it out there on Hollywood Boulevard by the Pantages Theater right yep. next to the Shake Shack. Yep. Um, do you know the address? We can get yourself a shank while you're out yeah. there. I don't remember the address right now, but literally you won't miss it. There's All a right. big sign that says Funko on it. And so. near the metro station. Yes, All it right. is. You, can, hey, you, you can get off on the Hollywood and Vine and then literally walk across the street and it's there. And I must say, Funko has completely transformed the world of collectibles when it comes to conventions. They are the biggest most influential collectibles creator, I think, that attends these conventions now, and uh, it's kind of a big deal. All right, we're going to move into the meat and potatoes of the show now. We're going to talk about The Mandalorian, and we're going to talk about Dark Fate, Terminator Dark Fate. First, as much as I hate to say, let's start with Terminator Dark I gonna, Fate. I was just going to yeah, say let's, the same let's thing. Let's yeah. start with that. And then... Like, you know when someone says, here's the good news and here's the bad news. Let's start with the bad news. Let's start yeah. with the bad news yeah. Never was a movie so appropriately subtitled. <laughs> uh, yeah. Please tell me what you mean by that. Dark Fate. It's It did not make a lot of money. <laughs> what the what and was fell, that? A lot of and fell in fourth place in its second weekend out. Yeah, it not only did it not make a lot of money, it is losing a lot of money for the studio. What went wrong? <laughs> okay, well, my first thoughts on this, because I told you guys it, and I yes. know Ben hasn't heard it. Uh, it was a two-hour movie. I felt like it was three. <laughs> That's a good point. That's it wasn't point. three, it was two hours. <laughs> Yeah. So it felt very long and repetitive for at least the first hour. And that was my, my main issue with it, is I was kind of wanting them to escalate the plot faster or mm-hmm. at least not be so repetitive at the beginning. Right. So, Because the first beginning is like, chase this, chase this. It's just like, okay, we get it. Okay, I, I'm, my assessment is yeah. I enjoyed a lot of the film. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of this film I enjoyed. But overall, I was like, d- it was disposable. It was just like... Disposable, and I, I know you have a, a comment, but Luke, I, Luke has a big comment. I know that he wants to get to as well. Did you want to? I'll, I'll go. Here's the problem: this franchise is so tropey; it's not funny. Mm-hmm. And what do you mean by that? The tropes. You know, yep. one comes to from the future to destroy; the other comes to to protect. We've seen so many iterations. Oh, stop, of this. stop! 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 Spoiler alert! We're going to talk about spoilers. Oh, spoiler I thought alert. we should tell Can you we guys. Get a spoiler alert! I'm there. warning you now. Spoiler alert! Woo! Woo! There we go. So, spoiler alert! All right, Tom. Okay. No, but it it just relies on so many tropes. So it's got that been there, done that before. Mm-hmm. And when the sixth movie in a franchise ignores three, four, and five, and the television series, which one of the writers actually was head writer of, wait, wait, that's who, not a good who, sign. Who, who, who? 
Friedman, Josh Friedman. Oh, really? He was one of the many writers, <laughs> and the di- it was not a good script. Yeah. And, oi, I'm going to tag in Luke. Luke, you have, okay. <laughs> tag, tag, tag <laughs> do in. I jump into the big thing right jump, now? Or j- do yeah, I, jump, no, jump well, into your, your biggest complaint. I, I will, but first I'll, I'll just say I, I did enjoy Sarah Connor and Arnold coming oh, back. Oh, yeah, can we say it was awesome to see them back? That yeah. Sarah Connor was great. Yes. Did Sarah you have something Connor. to say about well, that? Well, I had a real quick question. I didn't see it. My wife went inside okay. and told me all of her opinions and spoiled everything for me, and I don't care because I'm not going to go and see it anyway. And saved me the time. And saved me the time of, of having to go see like this three. piece of refuse. Anyway. No, no, no. it's not a piece of refuse. <laughs> I like, I'd love seeing Sarah Connor back on screen. Well, and I would too. Is this, did they do like a Halloween thing where this is a direct sequel to Part Judgment yes. Day? Yes. This yes. is a, yes. Let, okay. That's after Terminator 2, okay. Judgment Day. You right. have one of okay. the biggest yeah. complaints of the movie that I think really really hurt the film. Yeah, and I was watching reviews today and a lot of people agree and it really kind of butchered it was that they killed John Right, like everybody's so excited for like and the prologue of the movie. Yeah, they got rid of the John Connor. The whole reason for the first two Which, films yes, existing. Yeah. It completely negates the first two films yeah. of this trilogy now. Which is just ridiculous. You take John Connor out of it, and it's just. Hey, remember when Return of the Jedi when Luke Skywalker fell in the Sarlacc pit and died? <laughs> no, I don't either. Because that doesn't happen. Because you don't do that. Remember the Last yeah. Jedi when he was a big wimp? Oh, sorry, we're not going there. Oh, <laughs> I, I saw a meme today that. I'm going to see if I can find it. Okay. I, I got. What, what else, Luke? Were you saying? Uh, well, do you have more opinions? I do. Let me think about okay. that. But the I, John Connor thing's the biggest thing, kind of overall. And I don't. I felt like there's too many characters too. Like it's like I you agree. have this person yeah. and this person. There's just like they had like one person too many. I agree. I the, think you know. Yeah. The, I, the political I, agenda. I mean. I'm as, you know... We don't want to go there too much, but yeah, you can go ahead and mention that. It was so heavy-handed. It was too heavy-handed. I mean, and yes, science fiction does have a rich history of taking a stance on political-type issues. However, comma, they usually do it with a velvet glove, not an iron fist. And then, however, comma, okay, this, the movie, although it did deal a lot with um, the crisis on the border and and the relations between United States and Mexico... Luke, you brought up a good point from the very from Judgment Day. Yeah, what was crazy is that there's an awesome group of like um, Mexicans that's in Terminator Two that she's like friends with. John grew up with mm-hmm. them. They did all the shit, and then they don't even bring them into yeah, it. No, they're like, bizarre. I'm like, that's the perfect opportunity. Yeah, to, for, to, to make bring a scene, them into to it. Make a scene. organically. Yeah, yes. organically, exactly. And I don't, and I like those characters. Like you're pretty jumpy, Connor, and like all, like they could yep. have totally had had that back and. There's just, like, other characters they could have brought back mm-hmm. as well. I was hoping for more of that kind of stuff. Because even, like, Terminator 3 had, like, the Doctor come back. And mm-hmm. There's just other things that happen where some... T- even though, you know, like, it's not the best movie, I did... Me and Thomas were talking about how we like some of the choices they did or, like... Oh, I did, how, too. you know, like, the destroying Judgment Day was inevitable and then... John Connor, no matter what, would have to step up and become the leader, even if he was reluctant and all that. What is the reason, do you think, they had... Why would they get rid of the the linchpin, the the thing that was the main crux of the first two films to make and this is the third like if let's think of these because films as a trilogy that's what movies do now they bring the th- old thing back everybody everything loves, you and know is wrong i know but i, I don't know the, the whole mythology of the the series that was a bummer by the way i was out getting a tub of popcorn i walked in probably two minutes into the film and my world was blown someone had oh by the way they just killed john connor I'm like what 
That, yep. that just just blew it for me. And then, That's by the way, you get popcorn before the movie, Jim. Huh. By the way, this in no way is meaning. Th- I don't. I didn't dislike any of the character. Uh, no, I did. I did not dislike the character. The the um the lady that the Mackenzie the tall lady that she was like she wasn't a from, from Halt and Catch Fire. Yes, but she wasn't the, a cyborg. The enhanced human. She was enhanced, which I thought was an interesting way to do it. I thought that was interesting. That was cool because the they're growing more like humans now. Like they're becoming the whatever the technology is, is becoming more human. I thought that was AKA Battlestar Galactica. They're becoming more human and I thought that was interesting. I liked her character. I wasn't so in love with the new leader of the resistance. She was a great character, but I, I don't know. Oh, here we go. This is Mackenzie. I think what Luke was trying to say was she and Sarah Connor were kind of she's filling like, the same she's role. She's like the new Sarah Connor. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but then like why didn't they keep her? Say what? Why didn't they keep her? Why did they get rid of her and they kept Sarah Connor? Which I'm glad. I don't want to get rid of like Sarah Connor. They basically Connor. had three protectors of the same person. Yeah, yeah, that was bizarre. It was too many too many protectors. Too, yeah, too many people, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't dislike anybody. It was just the script was too fumbling there. Yeah, we yeah. know the Terminator kind of broke into like two different things, so then you just need the two to face off against those, so you don't need the other third person. Yeah. But can I say, I really did like the Terminator that they had. Um, oh, he was cool. He, what was his name? Uh, yeah, Gabriel. Uh, Gabriel Luna. Yes. Great. Great job. He was good. And he I liked good. when he was like hacking into all the technology yep. stuff mm-hmm. and the way they were kind of doing that. I did like that. how Because it's a scary thing now with all the data and other things, that cameras everywhere, like what you really could oh, find. Oh, yeah. And all that. Did it kill the franchise? I don't think anything kills franchises. I think, I think, <laughs> that's I, a good point. I Did think it terminate they, the franchise? They need to leave it alone for quite a while yeah. and let somebody come in with a fresh look. It needs to be fresh. Because you can't just, uh, the tropiness. I, okay. want, I want burnout John Connor that never got to be the hero he wanted to be where they kind of do it like Thor, how he kind of got a little burned out. They yeah. could have done that with Edward for a long and brought his friend back. Or, and... do you remember like season two or three of Battlestar Galactica when Jamie, oh, yeah. Jamie's character, you know, they had won the war. So, fat Apollo. So they got fat and lazy. How great would that have... Let's not rewrite the movie, although we could. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, they could talk about something but really But Sarah cool. Connor was great, though. It was good to see Linda Hamilton yes. back in that role. And Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, and Arnold. Mm-hmm. And it was funny, kind of, the take they did on that, because for those who saw it, like, he became kind of the... He was known by Carl and then sold... <laughs> Suburban dad. Curtains and other stuff. And was it Drapes, I think? Although or, it was yeah. kind of yeah. odd, like, his... complete The marriage situation he was in was an odd... To th- you didn't want to think too deeply about it because then you're like, oh, that's icky. I, yeah, I think you guys are thinking really deep into certain things that this just don't not deserve there. it. It's yeah. a marriage. Certain things you think about. I wanted the T1000. Wow. All right, but on a happier note, Ben. Yes. Did the Mandalorian save Star Wars? Uh, I I don't know. What, that's putting what it does, a little bit too bluntly. What does Star Wars need to be saved from? Good Trolly fanboys yeah. online. I does mean, like, Star Wars need to be saved in the first place? Uh, I here's what I think. I think Disney needed to save their own treatment of Star Wars uh, to a certain point because I think you know they've uh, I, they've really been trying to be like it's ours now and here's all our stuff and I think things like. For me, Rogue One, and I even really enjoyed Solo. I love a lot. Solo. Solo's good. Um, and and now this stuff that kind of harkens back to the original trilogy, 
gets a connection to the fans that stuff in the new trilogy doesn't necessarily do, even though, the, you know, in Force Awakens we see old man Han Solo and and uh, we saw General Leia and we saw old man Luke and all this kind of stuff. Um, and And that connects us to the previous trilogy, but these types of things that kind of take place around the era of the original trilogy... Five years later. Definitely yep. brings us back to those kinds of feels. Although you, on your one of your social media platforms, said what about the series? Oh, I said it's the greatest television series of all time. That's what I was expecting! And, uh, it's... I don't know uh, if I'd go there. If, uh, I, don't, I don't want to hear about your Breaking Bads. I don't want... <laughs> Anything lost? Uh, I, I don't oh, care about your cool. lost. <laughs> yeah, what he said. Tom, what did you think? I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I was in. Um, just, I completely bought it. Uh, it's got that western vibe. Yep. I mean, he's mm-hmm. basically the man with no name. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Even the, the sound. Mandalorian with no name. He never takes the mask off. Yeah. Although you can catch glimpses of. Pedro Pascal underneath, if the, if the angle's right, through the little visory thing. Oh, can it. you really? Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's a Western slash wandering samurai. And know. that's those were the two influences of the original yep, Star see, Wars. See, that's yep. the difference of watching well, in 4K. Well, I had, yes. the, I had the opportunity to actually um, talk with Mr. Favreau himself, and he Ooh. and he did. He, he completely said he wanted to use the same influences that George Lucas used. And you said I was talking with you yesterday about it, and you said it's not just that it's not really that the Mandalorian is saving Star Wars. It is you mentioned two individuals, John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Just and not like anyone needs it, but who are they? John Favreau is the creator and executive producer of the show, and uh, Dave Filoni did all the animated series from Clone Wars, mm-hmm. CGI, Rebels, Resistance, and he is also. A supervising director on this, mm-hmm. and and he wrote that and executive direct, producer, and he directed and the, the he pilot. Directed the, he directed the pilot, and he will be finishing Clone Wars in February when it comes back on Disney Plus. John Favreau is also the guy that left a bunch of messages on that girl's answering machine in Swingers. If anybody remembers that, <laughs> yeah. uh, very good scene. But they he should do that in Star scene. Wars. What, what was interesting is he also directed a, a Disney's Jungle Book, the the new light. Live action reimagining and the photorealistic reimagining of Lion King. What was interesting, he was doing the Lion King in the morning and Mandalorian in the afternoon. And now we know why Mandalorian was way better. (laughs) Well, I I think he was handcuffed with Lion King. But, you know, make it just like the cartoon. Yeah. He also directed uh, $1.6 billion. I mean, I think it did okay. (laughs) He also directed Iron Man and did he direct Iron Man 2? Yes, he did. And he plays Happy Happy Hogan. Happy Hogan in the the Avengers franchises introduced in Iron Man. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Excuse me. (laughs) Needless to say, John Favreau and Dave Filoni are not only two of the biggest fanboys out there, they are perhaps the biggest rock stars of the Star Wars universe right now. As they should be. As they should be. be. Katie? Uh, I was just going to say, first of all, it was interesting that, you know, the first episode was much longer than the second episode, but I didn't mind. It was longer, yeah. Uh, But... Literally, I think it was like the first ten minutes. There was no dialogue, oh, and I know. that was still so good, even Baller without movie. any dialogue. Yeah, there was dialogue. And not for like the first ten minutes of the of the second episode. Oh, the, oh, second, the second, second episode. episode. Yeah. yeah, the second, second episode. episode. And so I was like, it's hard. Just a to lot care. of googling and goggling. Yeah. But it's really hard cute. to like 
to like keep in focus on something like that sometimes. Okay. But look at that baby. face. Can we talk? Oh my gosh. This is perhaps baby. the big reveal that. Spoiler alert! Yeah, the double spoiler alert. The big reveal is is the quote unquote hashtag baby Yoda. It's not really baby Yoda. Yes, we don't, of course. But is, you don't know what else to call him because a, we yeah, don't know what his species. is. It is a baby of the tridactyl species. That's not an official name. That's <laughs> that's a loose internet name for Yoda's species because we've only this is only the third one we've seen. We've seen Yoda. We've seen Yaddle. Yaddle. And, <laughs> Yaddle. Yoda and Yaddle and now and now Yeezy. It's Yada. Yeezy. You name him Yeezy. Yada. Yaddle. Oh, Yada Yada Yoda. Yeezy. Oh, that would be so great. So, but I do have to say, like the second episode, they really doubled down on the cute factor. I tell you what, it was all Brad. Brad just kept yelling at the screen like. Like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like, it's like a Hallmark card. <laughs> <laughs> he kept on saying this looks like a Hallmark card. Like, there's the one about like when he got it, when uh, the Mandalorian was injured and he reached out trying oh. his best. He, it, I call it the E.T. moment. Oh, it was ouch. very E.T. Yes. 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 <laughs> okay, what is the biggest surprises you guys have uh, seen so far? These two? We've only seen two episodes. Nick Naughty as an Ugnaught. Uh, that's what he's called, an Ugnaught? Yeah. That's the species. Yeah. That's the species name. I was wondering if it was Mark Hamill at first, disguised, because no! he kind of had that gruff uh, no, kind of thing at first. But, you know. Ryan, what do you think? Oh, boy. Well, you can hear all my thoughts on our Mandalorian After <laughs> yeah. Show yeah. on the After Buzz TV channel, as well as our Star Wars News uh, weekly show that we have every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, with Steph Sabra. Um, in short, I am really into this. Obviously, this is what we've been waiting for for quite a while. I'm very disappointed with the runtime so far. I, th- yep. I, I think they advertise this as a longer show. They advertise this as a yes. miniseries. I was expecting an eight-hour movie. Looks like we're getting a four-hour movie. Yeah. Um, so I think you know, I would have, I would have liked the heads up on that a little bit because I'm like looking at these runtimes. Also, when you see how they're editing certain things, and they you know there are certain scenes they can kind of let it breathe more. Yeah. And I'm not used to so many wipes like every two seconds. I'm used to the, like, yeah. the whole scene playing out and then some wiping. These are small problems though. Like these are the types of problems I'd rather have with the Star Wars show than like plot character and all that. I do wish we kind of got to see his face. I'll be honest. I know. I, I'm, I'm surprised about that. So far. Well, right, we're, we're no, two episodes they, in. I'm not, Force I'm, Awakens could have taken that advice and not shown Kylo Ren's face so much in the beginning of it all. You that's know? he's not the that lead. That always annoyed though. me. He's not the lead. I, I, my yeah. problem is I'm not used to any anything where yeah. the lead where we don't see the face of a lead. I like to see an actor perform. I mean, you can throw out Darth Vader, but Darth Vader isn't the protagonist of the original trilogy. You can throw out even like Judge Dredd. We still get to see half his face. I need. To, I want something because it's kind of hard to get attached. You'll, you'll to this get character. it. You'll get it soon. Well, sure but, like hey Ryan, and so episode. if people want to see these brand new Star Wars themed uh, after shows that you're talking about, where can they find them? Right. So again, Star Wars news, which we talk about all the news in a galaxy far, far away, every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, on the Popcorn Talk Network channel, and then uh, Mandalorian after show is the Friday morning. Uh, right now, it's at noon on the AfterBuzz TV channel. All right, cool. thanks. And Thank so you. you'll get a lot more information there. But we do have opinions here, Katie. I just your overall opinion is that you thought they were they were a bit short. You were saying they were short. Uh, well, this one was a lot shorter. Ryan, but question, they were short, yeah. Ryan, have they dropped the runtime on all of them yet, or do we not know them yet? They haven't dropped the runtime on anything. Okay. For all we know, we can get a fifteen-minute. So that's minute what I was going to say. Week. We we yeah, don't know I've that we're not going to see our episodes from here on out. But I'm I'm kind of the way it kind of feels to me is like each chapter is kind of like a book where they're going to be varying lengths depending on the content of the episode. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting. How right long now. were Western shows like back in the day? Like one hour TV shows. TV okay, shows. Okay, there, there, there were half-hour westerns. Half-hour westerns. Yeah, that's Rifleman was only half an hour. I thought it was an hour. Are you sure it's only half hour? Gunsmoke was an hour, right? 
right? Gunsmoke Smoke was an hour. Kung Fu, which I consider... Remember, we, I mean, in the 50s and 60s, half-hour dramas were not that unusual. I, but okay. I don't think they're all going to be half-hour, but... So maybe that's part of it. But I do know this. I know that... There's the, no commercials! I, I know that it is one of the most expensive TV shows yes. ever produced. Correct. So even at half an hour, its bud, its budget is already monumental. Um... I, I, I th- thought I heard or I was reading or somewhere that um, John Favreau, he went so far over budget <laughs> that that might be one of the reasons. I, I, I'm speculating. That might be one of the reasons why they cut back somewhat. Huh. Um, but I do like it a lot. Oh, I do so too. Far. I literally could watch like literally everything. I like the feel. Happens. And like Ben was saying, I like the feel in the original trilogy. I like it feels like it's part of the original trilogy. And we saw Jawas. And I'm so yes! happy. <laughs> yeah, that was I was, that was a lot of fun. That, and I was just Grinning from like ear to ear between that the and Baby Yoda. The battle of the sand crawler. So it reminded great. me of uh, Indiana Jones yeah, and the Last too. Crusade. Indiana Jones. I was thinking that too. I actually there was definitely that to Last my Crusade when they're coming yeah. up against that that rock formation. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's by. what yeah. is it? Last Crusade or is it the first one? Both. Uh, the Last right Crusade. Oh, last course. Crusade had that because he's hanging okay, off yeah. of the tank. Yeah. Yeah. Hanging off the that's tank right. and it's okay. being yeah. But yeah, so. I like the nostalgia it's giving to the normal series, but also other movies. So real quick, theories or okay, wait, Luke. I have opinions. Yes. What's I haven't that? Been asked yet what I thought. Um, so yeah, like like you've all been saying, like the tone of it, kind of the how it's kind of more the slower burn, and fe- it feels more like the original Star Wars, which is tonally in the way it's filmed and stuff. I, I'm glad they're bringing it back to that. And then um, my favorite scene so far out of the two episodes is when Yoda. You know, that's what I was going to ask. When the baby Yoda uses power, that was, was anybody amazing. surprised by that scene? No. No. I think all tridactyls have the force. Is that what we're calling force sensitive? Force sensitive, that's what I was thinking of. I was surprised by the power. I was too, because specifically. He's 50. Well, he's 50. He just looks like a But John Favreau (laughs) said this series is a Western and would not deal as much with Jedi's or the Force. So I was amazingly surprised that that happened and so quickly. And he's he's the asset. And. You have heard the theory that this perhaps there's a lot of people are theorizing that this might actually play into the final film, which comes out at Christmas. Yep. So well, it, it, the last episode is right before it, right? Yes. Yeah. So let's see. We'll is see. it? Oh, yeah. 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 They all, they all kind is. of finish up around the same time. I wouldn't bet on that, but yeah. that is a, a strong theory that's out there. That just seems like too much coordination to me. I'm looking forward they to are... the other characters like Gina Carano and especially, Mignot. Yeah, especially yeah. since John Favreau wrote all eight episodes before he ever pitched it to. Well, no, about a year, a year and a half ago. Or maybe longer than that. He 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 wrote all all yeah. the episodes before this current uh, film that's coming out, Rise of the Skywalker, um, was written. So I don't think they're going to tie together. Well, they got to be mm. in game somehow. I want to throw one fact out there yes, real sir. quick. Uh, so this Friday is a monumental day in Star Wars history in that we have the first live action piece of Star Wars contact being directed by a woman oh, yeah. and an Asian person. So that is massive, massive big deal. Her name's Deborah Chow. I actually got to meet her earlier this year. She yeah, is such cool. a badass. She's directed so many incredible TV shows, and she's got two episodes for this season. So nice. Deborah Chow, this Friday, shout out. And the Dallas Price right. Howard, she, she directed an episode this season as well, right? Opie Jr. Yeah. So there's two there's two women who are directing the, this year, which is a Baby very cool Obi. deal. Um, along with uh, Filoni and Taika Waititi, I can't wait to see Taika. him. Yeah. We uh, already did see him. Big Eleven, yes. As I, IG Eleven, IG Eleven, IG Eleven, who is so far my favorite character of the two episodes. <laughs> All right, guys, and I want we, Carl Weathers to be in it more too. 
I we'll see Carl with I want more Werner Herzog. I do too. He was so and great. He, and he needs to finance more of his independent films. Yes, Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. I loved, I loved his acting. I loved his delivery. Did He's you hear awesome. he did an interview where someone says, so, did you read about his interview? Yeah. Well, I saw the video where he's like, I saw the baby Yoda... Uh, animatronic on set, and it was heartbreakingly beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah, it's an animatronic. It's a yes. puppet. It, it's enhanced by CGI, mm-hmm. but for the most part, John Favreau, we love you. You're practical going effects. going practical effects. We love you for that, guys. We do have to wrap up the show, but if this may not have saved the, the Star Wars universe because it didn't need saving, this definitely is a jolt, a hyperspeed jolt in the arm of the Star Wars universe. I'd say it's a, it's a, p- a very positive uh, uh, production for Disney's era of yeah. Star Wars. Thank you, everybody, for watching the Con Guy Comic-Con prep show this week. We are so glad you guys watched us. You can find us at thekonguy.com on Twitter, on Instagram. Find us on YouTube. Find us all over the place. Where, where, where can you find everybody else? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at KT underscore Christine, but I also use the uh, Con Guy and Scare Guy sites as well. And you're also on the Bat, Bat Girl Show. And Bat, Bat Woman. Sunday nights at 10, 10 p.m. Yes. on After Buzz. You can find me on Twitter at TomDaveLA, T-H-O-M-D-A-V-E-L-A, and also Flix66 Podcast, F-L-I-X-66 through iTunes. And where can I you get your spoken. book? We're, oh! oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Where can you get your book? And Amazon.com. What's the name? Hailing frequencies open. Yeah. And uh, I am Ben Cleaver at B E N K L I E W E R on all social media. You can see me in the upcoming film Seaberg yep. in a blink and you'll miss it moment. Uh, you can also uh, catch me on my film production company's YouTube channel, Jasmine Street Films. Just search Jasmine Street Films in our short film, Charles Jensen. You can see me in that. I loved your short film that I saw you in. And keep your eyes on your social media this uh, coming month and a half leading up to Christmas. You might see my face again. Who's on the couch over here? Cheeseman on the couch over here. You can find me on Twitter at CheeseOnCouch and on theconguy.com. Go get terminated. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching this week. We'll see you guys next week in our special Black Friday What to Buy for the that special nerd in your life show. See you then. Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.